Hey mamas, we're back diving into our series on rest. So far in this series, we've talked about um, our mindsets around rest and what the Bible says around rest. We've covered physical rest and mental rest, and now we are diving into spiritual rest, which is really the most powerful of all. I know this episode is going to bless you, so let's do it. Welcome to the Nurse Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to ditch the mom stress through renewed mindsets, healthy habits, and balanced nutrition. God is calling you to a life of peace, joy, and rest, even during this crazy season when kids are tugging at your legs, you can't get a minute to yourself, and you feel like you have a million things to do. So if you are ready to leave the stress and busyness behind and step into the goodness that God has for you and your family, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some Play-Doh, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 20 minutes while we dig into today's show. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Nourish Mom podcast. Today we are talking about spiritual rest, what it means, what it looks like, and how you can get more of it. So what is spiritual rest? So uh, this is kind of like my definition, but to me it's trust, it's faith, it's leaning on God, it's connecting with God, it's freedom, it's rest, it's wholeness, it's good. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 tells us, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So honestly, spiritual rest is the most important kind of rest. So we've talked about the other types. We've talked about physical rest and mental rest. And, you know, I've heard other people break it up into other areas as well, but I'm trying to keep it simple for y'all. But um, honestly, even if you're not rested physically and you're not rested mentally, spiritual rest can get you through whatever you're facing. You know, if it's whether it's hard and you need God's strength or it's delightful and you want to rejoice, spiritual rest is good for it all. And we're going to talk about cultivating spiritual rest, but I want to be clear that spiritual rest only comes from one place. I was reading, you know, doing some research online, and I came across this quote on the Gospel Project, and it says, only Christ can provide that inner rest. Without Christ, we will work even while we're resting, and with Christ, we will rest even while we're working. And mamas, I know that your plate is full and that you have a lot of work to do, right? Between the kids, between the house, between work and all the things you have going on. And sometimes it seems heavy and it seems like a lot. That's when we're not resting in Christ. And sometimes, even when it's hard, it's easy because of that rest that we get from Christ. So it's so important to keep our eyes on Jesus. Because spiritual rest is the thing that's going to let you be able to let go of anxiety from guilt, from worries, from doubt, and replace them with his righteousness, with faith, 
with rest. (laughs) Am I using the word rest too much? But it's just so true and I've been there and I've known it and I've been in places where I, I wasn't experiencing it and God doesn't want us to live that way. So what does spiritual rest look like? Well, like I mentioned, it comes from Christ. It's a gift, but we have to accept it. So that verse, Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, it says, come to me, right? So we have to, first we have to come. All who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So we come to him, we learn from him. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So how do we come and learn? Well, first thing is we open our Bible. We learn about God. We learn who he is. We learn about his plan for us. We learn about his love. We study it. We meditate on it. We pray to God. We connect with God. We worship God. We are involved in the church so we have other people that are encouraging us toward this goal, toward knowing God more. And I know all of that sounds good and those are things that you want to do, but I know that it's easier said than done when you've got kids that are wanting your attention all the time, when you've got chores that need to get done, when you're trying to figure out how to shuffle everybody around and keep everybody happy and stop the fights and all of those things. So that's why it's so important to build moments where you can connect with God into your daily routines, into your weekly rhythm so you can create habits that will sustain you. Because you may want to add more prayer into your day. You may want to add more Bible study into your week. But just saying that you're going to pray more or you're going to study your Bible more isn't usually effective enough. Because you need something to trigger you. You need structure. You need to build in those habits. And it's kind of kind of similar to a rule of life. So if you've ever heard of that, there's religious groups that create something called a rule of life. They do it in like convents and monasteries. I think it originated from like St. Benedict back in like the 6th century. And what it is is a schedule and set of practices and relational rhythms that help you to create space in your busy world to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to live to the full, the fullness that Christ has promised us. So since the 6th century, and I think I've even heard about a rule even before, like the 3rd century, there was this group of monks or something called the Desert Fathers. But since way back then, people have realized that having habits and having routines help them to connect with God. Ding, ding, ding. What have I been saying all along, guys? (laughs) And do you need habits and rules and routines to connect with God? No, of course you do not. But they help you to stay focused and be intentional about what is important to you. All right, you know I can get sidetracked talking about habits and routines, but we are going to dive into more of that on this Thursday. But for now, I want you to get clear on what is God calling you to in this season to connect with him. More prayer, more Bible study, joining a small group. What is it that he is calling you to? And I want you to download the Nourish Necessities workbook, a free workbook that I have for you to just put all of your ideas, your vision, what God is speaking to your heart down in one place and organize it. 
So the link to the Nourish Necessities workbook will be in the show notes and just walk that out, pray and ask God how you should be connecting with him in this season. And then plug it into your routines, plug it into your day, make it a habit. And as you learn more about God, as you connect more with God, it's gonna bring rest for your soul. It's gonna give you that spiritual energy to carry you through your days even your busy, hectic days with peace and joy. So those are like your daily habits and routines that are going to bring more spiritual rest into your life. But there's also a very important weekly rhythm that Jesus told us about, that the Bible taught us about, that all the way back from the beginning and the beginning of creation, the seventh day, the Sabbath, is a gift from God, a day to rest physically and spiritually and connect with God. In Genesis, we're told that God took the seventh day as a day from rest after he did all of his work in creation. And God didn't rest because he needed rest. God is God. He doesn't need to rest. But he did it as an example for us to show us the importance of this rhythm and the importance of not just resting physically, but resting spiritually in him. And keeping the Sabbath isn't a common practice in modern Christianity. And the reasoning is that because we're not under the law, we're not under the old covenant. And yes, salvation isn't found in keeping the law. That is very clear. Salvation is in Jesus alone. But Jesus tells us in Mark 2, 27, that Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Sabbath serves a greater purpose than legalism. Sabbath was a gift to us. So will we take God's invitation to rest? Hebrews 4, 9 tells us, So then, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his work as God did from his. And this is in the New Testament. This is after Jesus' crucifixion and Jesus raising from the dead, right? This is after the law was abolished. We're still told that there is a Sabbath rest for us. And it's not about salvation. It's not our means to salvation. It's not about works. It's not about legalism. It's just about rest. And I don't know about you, but a day set aside to praise and worship God, to not worry about our normal work, like the chores and the dishes and all those things, but to just rest in Jesus sounds pretty amazing. But I don't know about you, but I also get a little bit nervous when I think of that. And there have been times in my life where... I was keeping the Sabbath and I was better at it and it was really nice and I'm kind of at a place where we walked away from that a little bit and like, yes, we say it's the Sabbath and we do our devotion and all that still, but I'm just not, I'm just not getting that rest that I I know that God has for me. And I wonder when you think about taking a day off from like your chores and your normal work, does that make you excited? Does that make you nervous maybe? Like if you don't do the dishes, if you don't do the laundry, if you don't clean up, is everything going to fall apart? But I think that a big part of keeping the Sabbath is resting in God and trusting that if you don't do the things, it's going to work out. You don't have to do them that day. You can. There's going to be other times to do them. Trusting in God that it will all work out if you follow his lead and keep the Sabbath. 
So it's just like when the Israelites were coming out of Egypt and they were in the wilderness and they didn't have food and God gave them manna from heaven, the bread from heaven. And he told them that you would just collect what you needed that day. And the people that collected more, they didn't have any left over. And the people that collected less, they had enough. So no matter what they collected, they all had enough. And the Lord told them not to keep any overnight because he would provide for them again the next day. But of course, the people didn't listen because, you know, they're stubborn just like we are. And um, (laughs) the bread that they kept overnight went bad. It got worms in it and it was not okay to eat. But on the sixth day, God said that he would provide enough bread for two days so that they could rest on the Sabbath. And when they kept that bread overnight, it didn't go bad. God provided for them. And I don't know how he will provide for you if you keep the Sabbath. You know, maybe he'll give you more energy so that you get twice as the amount work done on Sunday. Maybe he'll provide someone who wants to clean your house for you. I have no idea. But will you take God's invitation to rest and see how he blesses you and see how it plays out? Because I know that this is something that I have felt called to do and I waver back and forth, but I just, when I'm doing it, I I can see the difference in my life. And I believe that keeping the Sabbath and honoring God's chosen holy day can bring your family lots of rest and blessings as well. Because Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath. Okay, so let's recap. You're going to download the Nourish Necessities workbook so you can have a place to jot down all of your thoughts, all the things that God is speaking into your heart about how you should be connecting with him in this season. How is he going to bless you with spiritual rest? And I want you to consider, is God calling you to keep the Sabbath? And what would that look like for you? And I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, Message me, send me an email, um, jump into our Facebook community. I'll put a link in the show notes. And, um, you know, let me know what you think about that. Let me know if you try it out. All right, ladies, tomorrow or Thursday, we're going to dive into how to add these habits of rest into your routines and to make them like a real life thing that you're able to do. And until then, I pray that God blesses you and your family. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcasts? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.